Alrighty. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> and welcome. Back. Or welcome. Oh, <laughs> <And> welcome. Back. <laughs> back. Okay. Hello and welcome or welcome back to our podcast. Isn't that what you said? You said, you said like two weeks ago. I want to say that. Don't you want to say that? No, it's like I always say hello and welcome. Oh. <laughs> you still don't understand. Okay, you say it. Say hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. Or welcome. <laughs> No. I meant like I say the phrase, <laughs> not like I say it. Like you I understand that, but I thought the phrase that you say is hello and welcome or welcome back. I thought that was your phrase. No, I say hello and welcome, you say or welcome back. Okay, cute. Yeah. <laughs> today, I feel like every week we're like, every it's been shaky, but today it was especially today shaky. It has been especially shaky, but it's, it's good, it's good. Every week, the problem is with like external factors, the the house or whatever. Today was technical tif- difficulties day. Guys, like everything that could have gone wrong did. Just one after the other. But it's okay. We're moving on to bigger, better things. True. Next week, we're going to be extra professional. Do you guys see we the walls are white? The wall color changed. I don't know if you could tell on the other videos that it was yellow. Yeah. Maybe you could. But it now... definitely gave us more of a yellow tone. Yes. But now we're... We should look a little bit different. Improved visuals. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this week, <clears throat> we... Okay, basically what um, sparked this conversation was the thing that happened, was it last week with TransUnion that was hacked? Um, and they had apparently 54 million South Africans details or whatever. And we always talk about um, the anonymous hacking group. And we always talk about like how fucking dope they are and all these things. So we were like, we have to talk about this mm. on the podcast this week because it's so interesting to us. And also just because there's like, there's been so many like just digital things happening in the world, especially mm. with the whole Russia-Ukraine situation. With like, I mean, if you're following that, then you would know that like Ukraine requested like hackers to come and Russia launched a big cyber attack. And there was like, well, there still is a lot of like misinformation being spread like through the Internet and stuff. And I think that's like a very important topic, especially in our day and age. No, definitely. And a lot of people don't like realize how hectic it is like mm. how people can get your data and how that can affect you and all of that stuff yeah so today i think <clears throat> like i think the 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 topic is like data and digital scandals yeah and we're not experts in this field by any At means all. we just find it really interesting mm. so we're here to talk we're here to learn so and if good. you know more about this topic and or have any cool information that you'd like to share comment it or Please. message us personally and tell us yeah. what you no, we think. Yeah. Cool. So what are we, how are we starting? Um, well, you already mentioned Anonymous. Would you like to go further into that? <laughs> Let's go further. Um, so, or should we start with TransUnion? Okay. I'm yeah. What happened with TransUnion? with TransUnion? I would like to also know about this because I don't really <laughs> get it. Yet. So, okay. TransUnion is one of South Africa's largest credit bureaus, right? So basically what they do is you can log onto their website or however it works, you put in your details and then they send you like what your credit score currently mm-hmm. is. So it's nothing too hectic. Like they don't have your banking details or anything like that that I'm aware yeah. of. 
Um, basically, they were hacked by a hacking group that's called Naughty Sick TU. <laughs> Which is amazing. I love that. And naughty. You're not serious. I swear to you, dude. Naughty with a, the A is a four. Naughty sick. T-U. T-U, okay. I'm sure, stands for TransUnion. Apparently, they're based in Brazil. And they just... And they were just like, we're going to fuck up the South African company. So they... <laughs> this is so funny to me. They um, got hold of the information through... They basically used one of the TransUnion's clients details or credentials mm-hmm. to log onto the site and then from there they hacked into the system and <gasps> took all the data what's funny is apparently according to allegedly allegedly <laughs> according, according to naughty <clears throat> the client's credentials that they used the person's password was password <laughs> <laughs> Cybersecurity, yeah, guys number one password <laughs> rule of being don't, on the internet don't use your password as password also, and also like combine stuff like make it like a capital and a, but why would the site not force you to do that that's my thing like any normal like i don't know let's say your fmb app or whatever if you put your password as password they're gonna say like no you need a number you need a never mind that letter. not even that advanced like just go to like your student portal at the university. Yeah. You have to change that like every three months. You have to have a capital letter and a symbol and a number. Like <laughs> So the client's name was password. password. The client's password was password. So they hacked through the system like that. And yeah, dude, they apparently got hold of like 54 million South Africans' details. But this the thing is, if it is 54 million, first of all, that would include people that are no longer alive. <laughs> Or like fake profiles or things like that. Because yeah, it can't be it can't be fifty-four million. Yeah, we're like, how many are we? Twenty million, twenty-four million? I don't know. Okay, if by if in twenty twenty we were fifty-nine million, that includes children and people underage and like mm. all of that stuff. So Babies. it can't be it physically cannot be fifty four mm. million South Africans. So first of all, that's already fucked. Second of all, the information that um TransUnion has or like the data that they have on people is things like ID numbers um residential addresses cell phone numbers things like that like yes it is sensitive information but it's not as sensitive as like your actual banking details and things like that or like your password to your banking well, app or somebody assumed um marius's dad's this is so confusing marius's dad's <laughs> wife um her identity and made two hundred thousand rands worth of debt on her name by using her id because you don't have to use their actual money. Mm. Yeah. But anyways, so the thing is, yeah, they did that. Um, and then they were asking for a ransom of 20, 224 million rands. Yeah. <laughs> Which TransUnion immediately said, we're not paying that. Then that's when people got very upset. Very upset. They're like, they have our daughter. This is when I heard it on the radio and the people on 947 were going insane. They're like, guys, what's happening? Because, yeah, they have our information. Now you're like, no, we're not going to pay it. Girly, like, but also what are they going to do with it? Well, well okay. <laughs> but never mind that, like, well, there's a lot that they could do with it. Mm. Also, they're a Brazilian company. What if they use that? Like, I'm not saying they will, but what if they use that information to like marry people and get them into the country and get residency mm. and stuff like that right further than that the people who are saying we're not going to pay that money like obviously you don't want to pay a bribe but are those like if i'm the ceo of a company who 
I know possibly my data can be leaked. I'm probably not going to put my data in that company. Mm. So the CEOs don't run the risk of their information being stolen, I'm assuming. Yeah. Now, apparently, that I, when I was researching it this morning to see where it, it is now, apparently TransUnion could be fined 10 million rand for not being like safe or whatever, mm. like having their shit hacked. <clears throat> or someone will go to jail for 10 years. It's oh, either or. No. <laughs> so, I don't know. We must see how this whole thing plays out. Because yeah, what's going to happen? What must happen? Apparently, they're working with like attorneys and cybersecurity people or whatever to like track down the hackers and all this stuff. But, but I mean, yeah, that's true. Like they should be fine for it because obviously if they're collecting people's data and keeping it in a way that could be collected... They should absolutely have cybersecurity that is better than if I log in with your details, I can see I can steal stuff. Right. Because like, they could never mind like, okay, yes, now they hacked into it by like using another man's details, but they could have a South African that's in on it. Right. That created a profile and they could hack through that. Like at the end of the day, it is the company's responsibility to keep the per- the people's data safe if they're going to be collecting it. Mm. Yeah, dude, so that's pretty hectic. <laughs> yeah, that's a mess. It is a mess. That's that's the proper word for it. It's just a mess. Like, how can you be, a, like, literally the largest credit bureau in the country? And this is happening to your you. Your password is password. <laughs> well, not your, but like. Yeah. You're, you're allowing a user to use that as a password. Yeah. And knowing that fr- you don't have the proper, like. Security measures. Security measures that uh, someone that tries to hack in through someone's credentials like, can. can get through. That is absolutely ridiculous. No, it's ridiculous. And they should be fined. They should. Because at the end of the day, you are, as a user, you are being placed at risk. Mm. And now the the worst has happened. Yeah. And they're not doing anything to... Where's their solution? Yeah, that's what this attorney was saying. The the one that was saying that they can be fined for 10 million was that apparently they, like every, let's say, company has to go through like eight credential checks or mm. something like that and apparently they didn't go through all of that or I so it's even worse yeah so it's a problem already from the time that the company was established i think there are so many issues <laughs> like that and especially in south africa where if you start digging through like the channels of the country it's, it just doesn't work i was speaking like um was it thursday or friday i was speaking to my aunt about this and the fact that south africa has this image of having things under control through these systems we have Mm -hmm. all these systems and all these people that you're supposed to go to from this person to this person we have all these hoops that you have to jump through and and everything you do has to have like 10 steps nothing is just one step yeah everything is protocol yeah and so it has this image of like look we're so safe because you have to go through all of these things in order to get here but actually that whole system and all of those channels are making things less safe, not mm-hmm. more. Because now people are cutting corners just to get through those things because the country makes it practically impossible to do it in a rightful or a legal way because either you're not going to be able to reach someone or they're going to send you back 60 times to get the proof of residence and an ID and a whatever, or you're going to have to sit in line for days and days and days. At the end of the day, all of these hoops and channels and whatever that they put in place actually don't work yeah exactly and so it actually puts the country more at risk than if they just had one channel that functioned properly that we could all go to use and it'd be done yeah if that company yeah if that company didn't have to go through eight checks and they had to go through one proper good check then that would have been way more efficient yeah i agree with that 
it's true. It's like people are just cutting corners to try to, you know, get this stuff sorted and whatever. And then it, it fi- it's fine. Like you go through your cut corners and things happen and then you establish your company and then things like this happen. And now what? Now you're stuck between paying a ransom of 224 million or like your CEO goes to jail for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and even if they go to jail, like all of your clients' credentials are it's still, still yeah. all their data is still with some random ass hacker and hover across the world. And also, what is that hacker going to do with that information? Because, okay, let's say they don't use it, but they're like, obviously they want to use it for some sort of personal gain or financial gain. So if they, they can just as easily take that data and sell it to a company, companies do a lot of shady deals around data because if I can access the data of so many people, I can target ads. I can do things yeah. to make, to put them in a position where they put money in my pocket at the yeah. end of the day. So companies will, of course, acquire, acquire that data. And it's been proven that they do that in illegal ways. So <clears throat> at the end of the day, now this this hacker has it and perhaps they don't use it for bad, but the people they, they sell it to do. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what I mean now we're talking about. Like he was like, okay, but now what if, let's say TransUnion pays the ransom of however many mm. million rand. And then they give them the data back. Like, how sure are you that that hacker didn't keep that data anyway and is still selling it to someone else? Yeah, and what, like, it's so, like, it's like the the whole scenario of, like, putting something out on the internet is forever. Like, once they have that data, how do you ensure that it can all be captured and brought back? Yeah, you you don't know. Yeah. Especially if they're halfway across the world. Especially if they're halfway <laughs> across the world. So, not And it's a hacker, team. like... What are you going to do? Are you going to sit in a legal proceeding with them and say, okay, but you promised if we pay this money, you're not going to use you it. You said you promised, put your hand on the Bible. <laughs> I'm going to sue you. They're going to be like, fuck you, baby. You're like, I hacked it, baby. Do you think I care? I'm going to hack it again yeah. <laughs> next week. I think there's a lot of issues with South Africa uh, in like cybersecurity. Yeah. This is something I want to talk about. So my the next point I want to talk about is... Um, the whole situation with Cambridge Analytica, which I'm sure a lot of you know about already. But if you don't know about it, there's a great documentary on Netflix called The Great Hack that explains a lot of it because this is a massive thing that I could not possibly break down to you. Not because, like, there's no time. And second of all, I don't have the knowledge. Like, (laughs) half of the things that they're they're talking about, I'm like, how did this happen? But um, I think what's important to understand is that Cambridge Analytica sold the data of 87 million users and they skewed democracy Mm. that's what's important because what they did is they swayed voters and the it's not like i mean it's easy to say oh well you're well they targeted me with the ads but it's easy like i can say that it didn't do anything to me i saw the ads and i still voted for who i wanted to vote for Mm-mm. but no if you watch the great hack you'll actually see how they successfully swayed uh an election in a different place and how that happened and uh, like how it all takes place how it's yeah. executed and how it's successful it's not just marketing for the political mm. um party it's they're literally playing on your psyche yes like, it's so much deeper. Exactly. And so I think that's like very important. Um, and how this happened is they exploited the Facebook um, data of millions of people. But what's important is that Trump hired Cambridge Analytica to run his election campaign, his digital oh election goodness. campaign. And so, I mean, we there were 
there were many controversies around mm-hmm. and surrounding Trump and how he got into power and how he got out of power. But I think this is very important. Like if you just know this, then you're already it's it's puzzle pieces are already starting to be put into place. Yeah. Um, but Cambridge Analytica started in 2013 and they ended in 2018. But I think a lot of the stuff happened around 2015. So 2015-2016, which was Trump's campaign. And um, at one point, you can see there's a girl who used to work there that is now working against them. And oh. she is showing documents that she has that she was working on in 2015 and 16 with them. And one of the presentations is literally titled Data-Driven Political Campaign 2016. And if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know. But okay, cool. So where did this company get their data? Yeah. I think this is so funny. Okay. They use mostly, Cambridge Analytica, use the data of Facebook and people's Facebook likes. Mm. And obviously, and if you have a Facebook account, you're putting your birthday in there, your whatever your age, your name, your status. relationships, your place of employment, your your tagging where you're traveling to, whatever, and you're tagging people. They can see your friendships, your family, all of that stuff. And then obviously, based on what you like and dislike, and who you follow and don't follow, that's like further information on like who you are as a person. Yeah. So they used roughly 10 data points for every 30 million individuals, which means 10 data points of every thir- mm. every person in the 30 million, which is insane. That's yeah. insane. Okay. So they use, they got the information from an external collector who contacted Facebook and said that they're going to collect this data for academic purposes. Girl, don't and Facebook lie. Said, yes. <gasps> and then they, they took all of that data from all these like people. Like saying it was for research or something. And took all of this data and sold it to Cambridge Analytica. Wait, who who did that? Who An external it? guy. Some random guy. Yeah, he said, I'm collecting this information for academic purposes. Facebook said, okay, he collected the data, he sold it to Cambridge Analytica. Cambridge Analytica used it to fund their political campaigns and drive it. Just like that, so easy. Insane. Of 87 million people. Wow, and the fact that Facebook was just like, yeah, I'll take it. Well, yes, but now then, I mean, everyone knows about the massive, I don't know what to call it, deposition, I guess, that Mm. Mark Zuckerberg went to. And it's not even like he had answers. The CEO of the company didn't have the right answers. So what does that tell you? Anyway, so um, Cambridge Analytica Analytica started as a subsidiary of a private intelligence um, company. They had offices in London, New York, and Washington, D.C. Those are political hubs. Right. So if they have offices there, first of all, they have enough money to have three offices in different continents. Mm. Second of all, they're obviously doing work there. Mm. So you can think for yourself what kind of work that is. But now, (laughs) so then one of the CEOs or like the founders, he's called Alexander Nix, he is caught on video where he admits we ran all of Trump's digital campaign. And not only does he talk about how he t- they targeted voters and potential voters and whatever to sway the campaign, he also talks about how he s- used a smear campaign to basically like smear every other opponent's name. 
So you wouldn't even know that it was Trump behind the fact that someone's emails got leaked or someone's looking bad because of this or whatever. Whoa. But it's because of Trump hiring Cambridge Analytica. And they're purposefully going out of their way to do this, which... Yeah. They're not just promoting Trump, they're rubbing everyone else's name through the dirt as well. Yeah, and like... He spoke about like using prostitutes to digitally elicit people so that they can leak that information. So like it's not even just not only that they go out of their way to try and find dirt that already exists on the on the opposition. They created it. Yeah, guys. They okay. drama. That is absolutely insane to me. And so basically this guy that con- con- um, collected the the information for academic purposes he used this third party almost like third party app but it's like a a link hyperlink situation to facebook that is called this is um digital life but from there 270,000 people use that link so 270,000 people is the reason that 87 million people's data could be collected because you sign up, and I don't collect just your daughter. Mm. Collect your daughter and all of your friends' daughter. Right. So, at that point, it begs the question, like, not only do I have to be extra safe and extra secure and whatever with what I do online, I'm also responsible for what my friends and followers do. Mm. Because you're, like, if you're following someone or friends with someone, you're, you're linked connected. To them. You're linked to them, yeah. So, they... One person that you're friends with from high school that you can't even remember who they really are, you barely remember their face, can be the reason that your data is sold to an external company. Yeah. How insane is that? That's fucked up, literally. But now, okay, so after all of this, the you'll see at the end of the, the um, documentary, lots of stuff happened, like legal proceedings and whatever, and eventually the company closes without... I would say without necessary justice, but mm. that's on you to decide. But never mind that. One of the founders of this company just moved to a new company called Emmerdata and is just doing the same, the thing, same thing from a different company. And that's it. Like, there's nothing's happening. So the parent company is SLC, still the same parent company that owned Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica. Analytica. He's just now working for Emmerdata. And they are still a global election management agency. So he's doing the exact same thing as he did in Cambridge, just without what happened previously on his name. And no repercussions. And currently, it's already been confirmed that Emmerdata is engaging in military disinformation campaigns, which obviously is like very dangerous because imagine all the information we have received so far on the Ukraine-Russia war is wrong. Mm. Everything is wrong. That is what a company like this can do. Yeah, dude. And the fact that it's the same guy, like like we said, he could still have all that data that he collected from Cambridge Analytica and still be using it. And never mind, evidence. even if he doesn't have that data, he's still using, he's obviously still using the same tactics he used yeah, before. That we've already established are morally 
wrong. Like questionable was, at the very <laughs> there least. There was a whole big thing about it. You went to court though, but now you're doing the same thing. We're doing the same thing just again and hoping you don't get caught this time. Um, they're also. This is literally what it says, and I quote: "Advancing behavioral conflict." What does that mean? What, Creating drama. What I you. yeah. What I think is it's like linking to like troll farms, which I'll mm. talk about in a bit. But I think that's what they're doing, and I think troll farms are also like such an important topic to think to think about and to talk about when we're engaging in like a digital space because they exist. They're real. We know it. Yeah. And all of us engage with them. Okay, but anyway, now here's the one last thing I want to say about this. Some of the conservative party, their biggest donors, are also the investors behind Cambridge Analytica and Emerdata. Whoa. So who do you think Emerdata and Cambridge Analytica are trying to sway the political vote for? Mm. For that one. Well. For those people. Those so, people. <laughs> if you don't align with those moral values, mm. Just think a little bit how that affects the yeah. world and how that affects people who aren't educated, who see those things and mm. get it thrown in their faces. Yeah, because it's so easy, dude. It's so easy to just look past posts. And at first you're like, oh, whatever, fuck this. But the more you see it, you're like, hmm, maybe this is a good idea. Yeah. And even if you don't act, even if you're not thinking actively, oh, this post is swaying my opinion. It is. It is subconsciously. That's how the brain works. Everything you see on the internet has... A repercussion in your brain. Yeah, but has a... How do you call it? It has a um, a driving force behind mm. it, like a reason why it's there and why it's being targeted to you specifically. Mm. Scary. It's so scary. <laughs> it's so scary. The way, like, technology has just evolved to basically, like, analyze your psyche, your the way you think, the things you like, where your life is going and how to persuade you to I think what's like so important about this is not to is to like it's easy to go oh okay so they're using likes so these people are probably already conservative party members and so what they're showing them is just like further driving that campaign I think it's important to note that that's not what they're doing because like they're not trying to lure the people they already have mm. like they're trying to lure the people that are swayable. Yeah. The people that have, that don't know enough, that are unsure, the people that have doubts. Yeah, any doubts. Or could possibly be spoken into having doubts. Yeah, impressionable. Those are the people they're targeting. And you never know if they think you fall into that category or not. Yo, dude, that's so hectic. The fact that they're still working and it's the same guy. One of the founders. That fucks me up. For the same parent company. But how is that happening? Like, wasn't he... Well, didn't they tell him, like, you can't do this anymore? Fuck you. Like, no. He's just... He was let go. Well, they closed the doors. And if you watch the documentary, you'll see that... Yeah. There's definitely some questionable things that happened in terms of paperwork. Not all the paperwork that should have been there is there. So mm. that's... That's begging me to ask the question... If that paperwork isn't wasn't where it was supposed to be, who has it? And is it possible that this guy still has it and that he has access to it and that he's using it? And he's... I don't know. Yo, guys. Okay. Talk to me about troll farms because I forgot. Well, I kind okay. of know what they are, but not really. Troll farms I find so interesting. Mm. Um, and I didn't believe that they were real mm. for a very long time. 
but it's confirmed like there's it's i don't believe in air like you there's no you can't say that like <laughs> it's here it's here yeah so a troll farm is an institutionalized group of internet trolls that seek to interfere with political opinions and decision making they create provocative content that's the most important thing to okay me. But I think how it was leaked, or how at least I found out about it, is that there are these Russian troll farms mm -hmm. that actively seek to divide America. Okay. And what they do is they create... So, here, this is what I want to say. Okay. What, first of all, why does everything link back to Facebook? <laughs> because Facebook's huge. All of these big data issues and whatever. And also Facebook in the whole Cambridge Analytica scandal kind of admitted fault and also agreed that they will change their ways and they will create more cybersecurity for the users and all this stuff, mm. but they haven't. No. Up until now, they haven't. They haven't. And the thing is with Facebook, I think why it's so big and it's always linked to everything is because it, when you think of the internet, you think Facebook. Like It's connected It's to like everything. a founding father of the internet. Everyone that has ever, like when every, not everyone that has mm. ever, but <laughs> a, lot of a lot of people that have been on the internet for years mm. have a Facebook account. And when you first opened your Facebook account and you were naive and you were like, this is so mm. cool. You put all your information there because mm. you thought it was so cool and all my friends are going to know where I work, where I am. I'm tagging all these things. And I mean, deactivating your account is not removing that data. And yeah, once it's on the internet, it stays there. And, and it's also like, if you're going to log yeah. into like a game or any website that you're connected to, you can log in with your Facebook details. Mm. Like, yeah. That explains to you how massive this platform yeah, Facebook is. Facebook is huge. Now think about the fact that Facebook is becoming meta. And that meta is going to be this even bigger thing. And is going to use even more of your data. Because it's not only... I mean, we don't know how it's going to work. But I'm assuming the metaverse... They're going to know how you look. Yeah, they're going to know your heights, your biometrics. You see? that's I don't know. I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'm just thinking it. But anyway, so yeah. it is currently confirmed that at least, at least yeah. 30 governments around the world are paying troll farms Whoa. to run information and disinformation campaigns. Okay. But it was found out that, I think this was in either 2016 or 2020, mm -hmm. that Facebook's most popular Christian and Black American content producers were identified as troll farms. So the most popular Christian page and Black American content page on Facebook were both run by troll farms. Wow. Propaganda at its best. It's propaganda. That's Literally. exactly what it is. And here's the thing Yo. that like really got me about this. Like, I was so shocked. Not this, these um, troll farms. Don't use people's data to target them. Mm -hmm. They just use Facebook's own algorithm. Right. Because the algorithm is made to target you. It's already got it figured out. So why must you put in the extra work? They don't need to put in the extra work. They just use the algorithm that already exists. Mm. And so... Easy. It was confirmed. Now, this, is, this was a study that was just done on America. Now, if it reached this much Americans, just think a little bit the rest of the world. These little countries that we're in that don't have necessarily the same cybersecurity mm. that the other countries have. Yeah. It, these um, troll farms, these two troll farms, reached 140 million US users per month. Yo. 140 per month, not 
in their span, in their lifespan. And 75% of the people that they reached never followed them, never liked their posts. It's just Facebook-sponsored content because that's how the algorithm works. So you don't need to be engaging in troll form content for it to be affecting you. Yeah. It'll just pop up. I think that's insane. It is insane. There are literally governments paying people to run a disinformation campaign to target you because you are feminist. And now it's going to tell you whatever. This country has vapid people who aren't feminists or the person in Cape Town is they're trying to seek to divide people in countries mm-hmm. so like now I'm if I'm fighting you and I'm so upset with you mm-hmm. and 10 other people who are misandrists and misogynists I don't have the time to care what the Russian government is doing yeah exactly you're gonna fight with those other people but like this is so random like Christian and black American content well, is it really random or is it inflammatory topics? They get a lot of attention, true, yeah. Can I use Christianity to, to divide people mm. and to make people believe that the uh, it's like othering? Yeah. If I can make you believe that you're so amazing and good of a Christian and all these other people are heathens and horrible people and don't deserve to be here and around you, mm. that's division. If I can make you believe that everyone in this country are just racist assholes and every white person is bad and every other color is bad and every other race is bad every other ethnicity is bad division yeah the divided states of america but (laughs) (laughs) true story so we're dividing people so that they focus on their horizontal violence and not Mm. what's going on at the top that's exactly it if you don't know what we're talking about freud it's not freud Who's it? <laughs> I forgot his name. Yeah. I was just going to say. It's not Freud. No, Freud speaks about this also, doesn't he? I'm sure. Freud speaks about the penis and stuff. Mm. Yes, Freud didn't just <laughs> speak about one thing. Yes, Luckily. he did. <laughs> yes, he did. Paulo Freire. Paulo Freire. Freire Freud. Freire Freud. <laughs> I knew it wasn't Freud. Paulo Freire. Parlo. Parlo. <laughs> Paulo Freire. Do you know what? Quick sign. Jessica. <laughs> Quick sign. Yesterday we were talking about traveling, whatever, and then um, Smiley's like, my brother-in-law, he's like, I still want to go visit Venezuela. And my sister's like, yeah, let's go. And I was like, y'all I'm can not go. going. I'm not going. And they were like, why don't you want to go? I'm like, it's the ghetto. I don't want to go there. It's not calling me. Sorry. You come from there, but you're like, mm. And then they were like, yeah, no, because if you go, <laughs> you're going to be like, hola, <laughs> prepare my <laughs> sandwich, por favor. <laughs> They're like, of course you're yes. going to get stabbed. I'm like, yeah, yes. you're going to be there. I'm like, that's the point, guys. And you're going to walk in this dress with like your big fucking handbag. And I'm made next to me with his Mursa fucking cricket glasses, with his pop collar, like, <laughs> and your, your opal ring. My opal ring. No, I'm going to get stabbed. Anyways. No, no, no. You're going to get kidnapped, but uh-uh. It's over. Anyways. And now there is one other thing that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not the biggest fan, that's an understatement, of the Ace family. Oh, I hate them, yeah. But they posted a video yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? Okay. Of their ending their YouTube career. But not right now, in a year. Or at the end of the year. But they're posting it to, like, warn their followers to and whatever. To prepare them. But at the same time, they're like, like and follow, like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> then what's the point, though? Anyway, 
But okay. um, they're, they've arranged... Okay, obviously we know that the Ace family's followers are largely young, impressionable children. Right. They've now arranged this event mm-hmm. that they're advertising as cooler than Disney World. Okay. But... It's going to be Tanacon. To get, it's going to be Tanacon. <laughs> but to get like the information and be a part and whatever, you have to go on this site and you have to enter your information. Mm. Like your cell phone number. Why would they need your cell phone number? Mm. Not an E, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Not an E. And if you go and read the comments, I am literally like shook by the fact that like half the comments are please do not give these people your data they will sell it to make a profit Mm. please do not enter your phone number or your name or your id number because and i can't believe that this is happening like blatantly like right in front of us and it's kids they're targeting because yeah okay let's just think let's just think i don't know if this is the truth allegedly maybe i don't know yes the Ace family doesn't have money. They're bankrupt. They're selling their big, beautiful house. Selling, they're not going to sell, but they're selling. Their big, beautiful house that they built that is two combined properties. They can't pay their fighters or their media people from their company. And now they're going to quit YouTube. But they're going to make this, they're going to have this big event that you not only have to buy a ticket for, you give them your information. Mm. Can you imagine what they can do if they sell that daughter? Something's fishy here. They sell the data, they get all the money they need. But not only that, they're also selling the data of people who are now kids, but in a couple of years are going to be the people voting. Yeah. Two plus two is not making four. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. The math ain't math ain't, guys. Yeah, no, that's deep. And people should definitely... But of course they're going to give them their data. They already have. Probably yeah. millions of people. That's exactly what I'm saying. So we need to start thinking... When we're going to put our our information into places. Mm. Because we don't live in an age where technology has evolved faster than laws have. We're not in a place yet where the law can protect us to the full extent. And I think that's so important to note. Mm. And to think about in everything that you're doing online. I'm not saying you can't have an online presence. You live in 2022, you're going to have an it's, online presence. Yeah, there's no way. But I am saying there are ways we can be careful. Mm. Try and try. I mean, at some point, all of us, like I said before, it might not be you that click on the link. can be your friend, your follower that does it and exposes you to that risk. But if we can just try to be mindful of these things. I mean, even if you're you're caught by these things, if you at least notice them, we have Mm. to start noticing and being open-minded to And start giving people the benefit of the doubt because... I don't trust anyone online. Yeah. <laughs> like literally at this point, it's over. No, because I can't. You can't. You, you can't. literally can't. And don't trust the stuff that's targeted to you. Like algorithms mm. are are there to promote content to you that you might like, but it also can be very evil. Yeah. Hectic, bro. Okay, let's finish off with anonymous, our favorite hacking group. So, I just want to talk about, like, my favorite things that Anonymous has done. Because, obviously, they've been around for a long time. Apparently, they formed in 2003. I think that's when they, like, officially said, like, okay, we are Anonymous. They and gave we work them together. The name, but, like, yeah. I mean, they've 
these hackers haven't existed from 2003. They've mm. they've been here for a long time. Mm, mm, mm. But that's crazy to me. Um, oh, this is what I wanted to talk about that links back to something that we studied once. So, um, Anonymous recently, and this is a recent thing, so it's interesting, recently hacked into Russian state um, TV channels and also around 400 public surveillance cameras. Do you know about this? It's no, but so I know possible. exactly what you're going to link it to. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, they hacked the TV channels and they to basically broadcast the truth about what's happening. Cool. Then the 400 public um, surveillance cameras, they hacked into those. And I don't know if they played those on the TV as well or mm. where they put it. But basically, they hacked into the, the cameras and then they put text over it saying, Putin is killing children. And they, oh, this is where they put it, on a live stream website that was called Behind Enemy Lines. They're not lying, are they? Yeah. So they created a website called Behind Enemy Lines.live, and that's where they're showing all the surveillance footage. When I say I love Anonymous. No, I love them so much. And this is my thing, like, to the surveillance footage, because mm. I find that so interesting. Like, okay, we did a class that was, I don't know what it was called. It was like intro to digital media, basically. It was an intro to digital media, and it was all this like just weird digital shit. Mm. This is where we learned about Cambridge Analytica and we don't mm. all that cuck. Cool. There was a thing that we watched that was a dance that a lady did, but it was all through surveillance cameras. So mm. she went out in the streets. Let's say she was in. She Amsterdam. was in London. No, she oh, was in London in because London. London is, if you know, it's one of the um, most covered cities. Like it has mm. the largest coverage of cctv footage and mm. like they're not only are they just covering and have all this footage like people are actually monitoring those cameras and like yeah. actively fighting crime through the footage that they find so like yeah london's very on top of it so she would go around in the streets and do her little dancey dance and then mm. she got how did she get the surveillance footage do you remember um i can't remember i think she just requested it she just went to them and said hi i did mm. this and i and i i if i remember correctly um Taryn still told us that, like, um, the people thought that it was so funny that she did this that they gave it to her. Because, mm. like, it, was, it wasn't any incriminating footage. But she would literally just be walking in the street. And she, like, exactly planned out where all these cameras are. And then she would just, like, do her little movement. <laughs> and then she would move to the next camera and do her little movement. Mm. And all these people around her were just kind of, like, living their lives and minding their business. Yeah. But it brought up the whole topic of surveillance. Like, yeah, we're all being watched. Right. Mm. And the thing is, you can be aware of that or not aware of that. Mm. And then once you are aware of it, like you're aware you're being watched and also you're watching the person watching you. Mm. How does that change the narrative? And how does it change the way you act? Mm. Exactly. Because now she was doing this whole cool dance, cool, cool, cool. And people would walk past her and be like, what's going on? Mm. Like, where's the camera? <laughs> but me Yeah, that's another thing. People would look around to be like, where's yeah. what's going on? Yeah. So I just found that so interesting. I do find that interesting. But it is that whole question of like, how do you, you're watching yourself being watched and how do you respond to that? Mm. Because what is the correct way to respond? I mean, I don't know. Mm, like the people that cover the camera on their laptops. Like, I do that. <laughs> yeah, I used to, but I don't anymore because I'm like, but this is the thing. It's like force is bigger than us. Like what? Yes, like, we're aware of it. it. But now like, 
okay, what do I do with this information? I'm still going to live my life. I'm still going to video call you and tell you about yeah. everything that's happening. I'm still going to post on Instagram and post on my story and whatever. And there are the obvious things. Like, if you're at the place, don't post that mm. you're here right now because you're in a location, whatever. But at the end of the day, okay, cool. I'm posting it two hours later, but now you know I go to this coffee place. Mm. You, you can know, still trace my steps. If I, as a 23-year-old with no hacking knowledge whatsoever can go on someone's instagram watch all their stories for a week and look at their posts and then be like i think they live in this area of pretoria i'm pretty sure other people can do better than that dude not just that like you you know what scares me is youtubers when they like showing their houses and stuff not just that i don't know if you know best dressed um she used to she's not on youtube anymore she used to do like fashion contents and stuff and she moved literally four times and on the mm. last place she lived at she did a home tour which is actually the last video she ever posted she did a house tour and then no they didn't she was like at the end of it she's like so this is my new york apartment and if you're the creepy guy that followed me home the other night um just know that i am moving and like fuck you whatever then she closes the door and that was her last youtube video she didn't make one again you are joking mm. She literally had, like, a stalker or someone, like, following her or some shit. But, I mean, how many times has that happened to, like, big online personalities? Mm. People will literally post, like, guys, please stop leaking my address. Like, I don't feel safe anymore. Like, all this cuck. Guys, like, it's insane to me. Well, I mean, even, like, Molly May. Do you know Molly May? No. Molly May is currently the creative director of Pretty Little Thing. She Mm. started on Love Island. Mm. But her and her boyfriend, who she met on Love Island, have been together for, like, I don't know, like, four years, five years. They're whatever. Really cool, whatever. But um, she's been wildly successful. Like, really wildly successful. And I think, like, a lot of people discredit her and whatever. But, like, that's not the conversation. Mm. She's been wildly successful. And she... I wouldn't say she's boastful. But, like, she buys nice things. And she's, like... A, she's in fashion. So, mm. of course, she buys, like, cool jewelry and expensive suits and whatever. Yeah. And... Like, she does, like, birthday um, present reveals and stuff like mm. that. And then they used to live in this apartment, her and her boyfriend, and they lived there for a really long time. And then one night she posted this thing um, where she got a new necklace that was, like, fancy, like, mm. really cool. And then they went out to an event where she wore this necklace. And while they were at that event, they broke into their house and stole, like, everything mm. everything and they had to move in like 24 hours like get into a new place she never went back to that apartment like That's lived insane. in that apartment again like all the stuff and that like also is because now it's later on i think it's like half a year later or like a couple months later and she's now bought a house which her followers have kind of been on this like three-year journey with her mm. of she's not gonna buy a house whatever and now she finally found the house and whatever and now she's like i always wanted to do a home account where i like show Mm. my house and how I'm renovating it and I don't not want to do that because I got burgled but at the same time like it's something that's on my mind of course it is yeah and I mean even like just with things like that like it's literally just people online that are watching your YouTube channel and they can figure out where you live and all this stuff so I mean Kim Kardashian's (laughs) robbery yeah literally don't trust anyone online so it's not even just like your dog there's so many things to think about like 
in an online space. They're not only using your data. Not only is someone using your image because now there's 30 fake accounts that's using your face. Yeah. Not only are there people catfishing. Not only are people using your profile to create other profiles on fucking things that you don't even know about. Next thing you know, you're on Reddit or your uh, OnlyFans model and you never even did that. Yeah. But there's this. There's a safety factor. There's a big and safety like, factor. Then, you, then it begs the question again, like, okay, what do I do about this? Like, do I just not go online at all? Do I just not do that? Do I not post anything? But then at the same time, like, you're not going to do that. Mm. We live in a digital age. You want, you're like, you want to participate. It's you want to... our life, like, literally. Yeah, dude. Okay, I'm moving on to my last thing that um, Anonymous did that I love. And then do you want to talk about the girl with the wedding dresses? Oh, okay. Okay. Even though that's not really hacking, but... I mean, it's still... I think it's still a digital... Dilemma. Dilemma. <laughs> okay. This is one of my favorite things Anonymous did. Anonymous um, forced a cybersecurity executive to resign from their job, basically. I think this was in 2010, let's say. I didn't know this. So, um, the chief, chief executive of a U.S. security firm... Um, was helping the government track down cyber activists, like Anonymous, right? So now the guy, his name is Aaron Barr. He apparently went on like TV or something and was like boasting that, um, oh, he boasted to the Financial Times that he was going to reveal the names of some of the Anonymous leaders. And he was like, I know who they are, whatever, like, fuck these people. Cool. (laughs) So Anonymous said, you thought... Anonymous responded by hacking into HB Gary, which is his like firm, HB Gary's system through its public website. Um, they accessed 71,000 private emails. Not only did they access them, they then posted them online and indexed them in a way that was like searchable, right? So like if you want to look up, I don't know, what's this person's name? Bar, um, leave then you know exactly when he was on leave because it's all his your email joking they index them i love these people i love these people the fact that they're petty is what gets me okay then um not only did they do that so now these emails revealed um some of Barr's borderline illegal tactics that he was using with clients of course so keep in mind he was um an executive of a like cybersecurity company so he would tell clients to he would help them like basically cyber attack other people. Um, they would forge documents. Just And there's evidence of it on yeah, his emails. There's evidence on, on like 71,000 emails. And then like a week later, he was asked to resign. Yeah, of course. <laughs> because what the fuck are you doing? And Anonymous was like, you threaten us. We threaten they literally us. said, bitch, you thought. Bitch, you thought. The fact that they index the emails is what gets me. I love they, that. They took the time. They said, no, no, no. They're going to do this right. Not only... But then they did that in like two days. Like, that's what I love Well, they that. have like a massive force, if you think about it. Mm. Like, Anonymous is... That's the thing. They're legion. They are legion. There's... We are coming. A hundred of them. What's their thing? Um, Expect us. Expect us. Ooh. Which is... Please. Please. Please, I am expecting you. Listen, if, if, if Anonymous is watching this... Please contact me. We want to be your cheerleaders, please. Please. Send us the mask. Yeah, tell <laughs> we'll me how. We'll do backflips for you. Tell me how I hack people for you. I do it. I learn now. I don't care. I learn for you. Yeah. Yeah, but like the thing about them that's so like cool is that not only the fact that they're legion, like they're hundreds of thousands of people. So even if the main leaders get exposed in court and whatever else, 
I mean, how are they going to prove it? But okay, let's say they do. Mm. There's millions of other people that are part of this organization. And that's what, um, so Aaron Barr was being like, no, there's not multiple of these people. There's at least, no, at best, 20 to 40 is what he said. And they were you like, think 20 to 40 people are doing all of this? He's like, at, a, at any given moment, there's probably only 20 to 40 hackers. I think that's ridiculous. No, Maybe sure. 20 to 40 on one subject. Mm. Or like one case. I don't think 20 to 40. No, that's insane. No, he's fucked. I love them so much, guys. <laughs> I love them. Okay. Cool. Here's the last thing I want to talk about. I'm not going to talk a lot. <laughs> because I've been talking. It's okay. Okay. There is a person, a girl, a woman, mm. with the name of Miss Haley Page. Um, she used to work for a company called JLM Courtship. They, is it Courtship or Couture? Well, she says Courtship. Oh, I don't know. Okay. But okay, maybe they're Couture. They're spelled Couture, but she says Courtship. Oh. <laughs> maybe she's just fancy, I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. But um, I think what's interesting... Okay, this is what I'm going to say. Facts. She... She um, designed wedding dresses for them for nine years mm. and she's no longer working for them. And now they have, at this point, legally stopped her from using her birth name and sued her fiance for using her name to refer to her on a podcast. Mm. That would be as insane as me saying, hey, Ariana, and now I'm being sued because I called her Ariana. It would also be as insane as telling her that she's not allowed to go on her Instagram, sign her name. Her family cannot refer to her as that. She cannot introduce herself as that. Or nicknames thereof. Yeah, no derivatives of her name. Um, and the, the company has full access to her Instagram and all of her private DMs and everything else linked to her account um, and have been running it as if they are her. And she has no say about it. Yeah. And if you want to go and follow her, because I think I I specifically want to talk about this because I think more people should be following her story and realizing what's going on. Because like I said before, I think laws haven't evolved with technology yet. And this is just one piece of evidence yeah. to support that. Yeah. Um, her name on Instagram is now all that glitters on the gram. And she signs her name as a girl you might know. And she's not allowed to use her name at all. That is insane to me. Is is there a court case going on? Yes, the court case is still going on, but Mm. she's not allowed to use her name. And a lot of other stuff, like on her new Instagram, a lot of content that she's posted, the court has ordered her to delete, um, which is kind of like she's not even allowed to. It's almost like they're trying to stop her from telling her story. It's ridiculous to me. And the fact that this all like started from her did a contract end yeah that's what i understand it to do so yeah what we understand from the situation is that her contract ended and she was like cool i'm gonna leave and move on with my career and onto other things and then the company got upset and was like well actually fuck you um we now own your name we own your identity we own all the sketches you've ever made Mm. for this company we own all of your designs we own your style everything Everything. because she ran this bridal company and gave it its massive success through her own personal account mm. and through her narrative and her storytelling and her work. And people were so, like, fell in love with the way that she did things and showed things and designed stuff. And that's the reason she built this amazing brand for this company. And now they're still selling her designs. 
they're still using her sketches. They're still using her name and her likelihood and, and all that stuff, but she's not getting paid for it at all. That's ridiculous. And not just that, now she's not even allowed to identify herself <laughs> through As her name. The, and even if she changes her name, she's no longer allowed to work in the bridal industry or any industry that the parent company works in. But according to... um. Like the court case thing, she's not allowed to change her name even. Yeah, right now she's not allowed. Right now she's not allowed. Yeah, but if it ends and they win, which at this point... Mm-hmm. They're going to win at this point. Yeah, at this point, it's, it's I don't want to say they're going to win, but it's looking like they're kind of like they have the upper hand because mm. I don't understand how the law has allowed this to happen for two years and aren't on her side and haven't ruled in her favor. How can you legally erase someone's identity? Identity. Like, how is she going to carry on living her life without a name? And the name that, it's not even like, it's not like she could, they're saying, this brand name you can't use. Like, she didn't create a brand under her name. It's mm. like JLM Coaches or Couture's brand. And she's, she just used her work, her own Instagram name to build that. That would be me sharing my work and what I do. Yeah. And then a company that I'm work, that I'm working with or working for is saying, Okay, well, now you're never allowed to use your name again. That is insane. It's insane. And the fact that she worked for this company for, like, nine years. Yeah, nine years. So, I mean, in those nine years, you obviously build relationships. Yeah. Like, so all of that made nothing to them. They were like, okay, actually, fuck you. And it's her personal Instagram account that has, like, her personal pictures, her personal wedding pictures, her whatever, and, like, mm. personal messages and stuff. And they, she's not allowed to access they it. They took that over. Wow, dude. No ways. That is, like, I think that that blends into this because it is you don't even know that the information you're putting out there can be used against you yeah and how it can be used against you no. and if i told you this and if i said can you imagine somebody sues you for your name whatever and there wasn't a girl who was actually going through this you would think that could never happen it sounds ridiculous because it is but it's happening so what the fuck yeah no dude it's insane. I don't. I have no words for that. No. But please go follow her to see mm. more of her case and how it unfolds and give her the support that she needs because mm. I think she needs more people in her corner. Yeah, and I, I mean, think. if this happens to her, how are we sure that it won't happen to everyone else? Like, Yeah, what is that going to mean? If, if their court case is successful, what is that going to mean for the rest of us? We can never post something unless we have... We own the rights to it mm. and whatever else. Otherwise, your name is going to be taken away. No, your name. That's something ridiculous. so personal. It's your whole identity, dude. Anyway. Anyways. <sighs> now I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to fight. I'm angry. You want me sitting here. Arms crossed. Cool. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you for joining us. And you ha- if you have any opinions, yeah. let us let know. Let us know. We want to know the tea. Follow this lady. Mm-hmm. All that glitters on the gram. All that glitters on the gram. And yeah, we'll, see you, next we'll week. see you next week. Namaste. Namaste.